So here we are on the heels of International Women's Day. And I want to present you ladies with a question. And given the fact that we are on the heels of International Women's Day, it may seem a little off color, but nonetheless, it makes sense in my brain. And I'm going somewhere with this. Okay, ladies, holler if you feel me. Do you ever find yourself picking a fight with your boyfriend? You are full on Jacqueline Hyde. You are going for it. You are ripping him 10 new assholes. And the next thing you know, five seconds later, you are curled up next to him on the couch. Okay. You are right up there, like in his armpit and you, you know, are binging something, you know, you may or may not be pulling at 34, 35. I don't know. And he's like, bitch, what is going on? Are you okay? Like I did an episode a few months back about bitches be crazy. This isn't where we're going with this, but tell me, you know what, you know, the vibe. I know, you know, the vibe I've been there. You've been there. We've all been there. And they're like, and you're like, what, like, what are you talking about, babe? Like, yeah, I was upset, but like now we're all good. Right. And they're like, someone hand me a white claw. Like I am not well, what is going on? Okay. I feel like that is a fun type of amnesia, if you want to call it, you know, like forgetting something that just happened 20 seconds ago. So today I'm going to explore a type of amnesia that is not so fun. That is not so frivolous. That is not so laugh it off. And it is called the one and only that I have coined woke amnesia. We're going to do a deep dive into woke amnesia today as it does pertain to International Women's Day. Now that I just took you like in that journey on that sonnet of like making your boyfriends crazy. But again, in our brains, it makes sense, doesn't it? Right, exactly. So men just go with it too bad. But anyhow, woke amnesia in the media, in our culture, obviously it is a problemo. And today I am going to highlight two, potentially three gals who are all the buzz, all the rage, all up in our news feeds to show you why and really talk about like the bigger picture again, how it is not cute. It is not cute. Like we are allowed to be Jekyll and Hyde when we're Netflix and, you know, chilling and or fighting because we're bored. The media and like the woke culture and narrative isn't allowed to be because it actually does not in the end make sense just doesn't make sense. And it just, is all kinds of crazy. So before I get into this today, I felt like it was necessary. I'm going to tell you what the original international women's day is about. And just keep this like in your little back pocket, keep it in your cancel me baby merch, which by the way, you have all been looking flossy as hell in Okay. Just keep it to bring it out later. And by the way, you can find the link for my merch. Let me say it again in my bio on Instagram. Okay. You can find it. Like, I don't know if you search the web, cancel my baby merch podcast, you will see it soon enough. You will be looking flossy as hell too. But in the meantime, okay, keep this in your back pocket because this is what it was originally supposed to be about from the site itself. Okay. It is about the global social economic, cultural, and political achievements of women. Pussy power, hear me roar. Ladies, am I right? Like, man, I feel like a woman. What's wrong with being confident? All that shit, okay? So I bring this to you to like keep in your head 
while I talk about these things today, because now it's all become so convoluted. It's like, right. It's almost like, you know, I talked about being entitled in last week's episode, but it's like, now it's become all about like social media, posting a woman. That means a lot to me, blah, blah, blah. Like, sure. But when you think about like the core of it, it's like real ass issues that women have conquered and been resilient and fought and overcame, you know, pay and, you know, having a life outside of the home and being in the workforce. And like this says economically, socially, politically, like in all sorts of ways, like having power, having that dough, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. And like, now it's just become this whole convoluted mess. Let's not forget you know, where we came from, like the core of the shit and like the real struggles that women have had to face. And now it just like is becoming, I don't, you know, almost like frivolous in a way I feel like this, I don't know. Let's just get into it without further ado. Okay. I'm going to sing you a little jingle to get us into this first part. Do, 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 do. If you're watching mm, my favorite, I know my vocals are on point like Taylor Swift too. She wishes I'm drinking out of my famous Harry Potter mug and it's so fitting and it is on purpose. You know, if you're listening and if you're about to download my new album on Spotify, you're welcome. Um, JK Rowling. So JK Rowling is a gal who, you know, again, made the news yesterday on international women's day, by the way, I'm shooting this on a Wednesday, as I always say in my episodes, like we are constantly in a time vortex. So I always like to clarify because the news changes so fast. Our brain cells are depleting by the moment. And so you just never know, you know, by the way, I shared that story. I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram of the two black holes that came together. And I'm really pissed because it apparently isn't, they're not going to make the forging of these black holes isn't going to make its way to earth for 10,000 more years. And by the time it does, it's not even going to do anything. And I'm like, kind of pissed. It's like, can't we get a little relief? Like we cannot catch a break. So anyway, like damn you to the black holes. Okay. So JK Rowling. So before I get into what happened, I want to tell you a little bit of her backstory because I feel like it gets lost in the sauce. Like when we get caught up with all this, you know, crazy, right. And all these people like hooting and hollering all day. So let me just paint a little bit of background for you. You know, in my last episode too, I talked about actors and, you know, people in the business who have struggled and how empowering their stories are and how, like really how they had to like drag themselves through the mud to be who they are now. And it actually, like, like I said, Oh, here's a follow-up too, by the way. I was telling you guys how I was like crying watching SAG Award speeches in that coffee shop. Do you know, this is a true story. I was so caught up in that moment. I left my charger at my laptop charger charger at that coffee shop. Like that's how swept up away I was in the deaf man speech. And lo and behold, they ended up, I was like having a conniption because I was like, I will not function like a robot. I will not function without my laptop will implode. Anyway, shout out to the coffee shop because they saved the charger for me. No one stole it. No one ran with it and they saved it for me. So way to save the day. Okay. So JK Rowling. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, obviously she is the author and creator of Harry Potter. Okay. Like get out from your goddamn rock. She had a really hard life. Okay. Her mom died. I think that she was like 24. She was a single parent, had a bad separation and was poor, you know, a single mom basically living on, you know, government aid, um, and writing this book in cafes while trying to raise her daughter. And it was such a hard time that she has talked about this, like 
having, you know, suicidal thoughts and being in a really bad depression because hard times, which as I've pointed out on the show, we cannot relate to. This is me laughing, laughing, like nervous laughter. Okay. Like take a hint. So she ends up writing Harry Potter. It gets, you know, rejected by the 12 biggest publishers. And did you know, like talk about grind. Okay. She didn't have the money for, to make photocopies or for a computer. So this book is 90,000 words. She single-handedly typed up every single copy for every single publisher. Like my God, my God. And like, talk about now, I feel like again, when people are so entitled and I'm going to talk about Kim Kardashian, maybe in a little bit, I also shared a clip of her new interview with variety. And she's like, if you want to make it as a woman in business, get the fuck off your ass and work. No one wants to work anymore. And I'm like, let the church sing. Amen. But anyhow, right. Talk about that sacrifice and that commitment. Like my God. So Harry Potter's created. Finally, it's like picked up by this little publisher and obviously it becomes huge. So let me just run some numbers by you. Okay. Now, cause it's become this like whole universe. I mean, hello, like my mug, need I say more like representing the merch all day. I'm a Gryffindor and I'm proud of it, honey. But you have the amusement parks, you know, the books have been made in 70 different languages, the movies, you know, the merch, like kids and adults of all like, you know, all people walks of life, like buying wands, like thinking they're a wizard, a, a warlock, like whatever you want to call it, Adobe, like it is fine. You know, a Hagrid, if, if that's how you roll. She's created this universe that has like changed our culture and pop culture, you know, forever. Right. And not only does this speak to like the whole idea of breaking the glass ceiling, right? Like you have this poor single mom who was rejected over and over honestly thought about killing themselves as their only way out. And like now has created this. So you would think that she would be recognized as this like feminist icon, not to mention she has been notably, you know, open about her mental health struggles and, and all that. So, you know, she has been, um, applauded by the media as being this like, you know, mental health advocate. Right. So here's where, oh, and I forgot to mention. So this is the trifecta. She also has been open about being a sexual assault survivor. So let's recap JK Rowling, okay? Has created a $25 billion franchise because she had a typewriter and a dream, okay? It was a single mom, again, struggling, let's not forget. Mental health issues, mental health advocate, and a sexual assault survivor, So all this goes to say, you would think that woke people and woke narratives would be tearing down statues and putting up her face in place of them. And they would be holding, you know, all sorts of seances, you know, with clippings of her book, with clippings of her nails and hair to celebrate this woman. But alas, that's what I think at one point it was, but here you have, oh no, a woman who is complex and isn't totally in line with woke orthodoxy, someone who has a mind of their own and maybe some controversial opinions, right? So she, this lady now, she's very, very vocal about women's rights and people translate that because that is what they will do as transphobic time and time again. And it happened already. And she has made clear, look, I don't care what you do, but I am going to defend 
women's rights, what has been in place for us, biological women, all that we fought for, the women we stand on the shoulders of, you know, that have been put in place to protect us, to help advance us. I don't care what you do if you want to be trans, this or that, but respect and honor what was put in place for us, right? But no, that's transphobic. It's again, it's like it has to be either or. So this came up on what have you, but International Women's Day, because the, what is it? The first minister of Scotland announced these reforms in Scotland, which is basically what they say. I'm just going to give you like a little summary. They say that it makes it easier for people to transition. And I read through what they're doing. Basically what they're doing is making it so if you want to transition, you don't have to have the, um, the, uh, what is it? Official diagnosis of gender dysphoria. What is it? Dysmorphia. You don't have to have that diagnosis. You can choose what gender you are on legal documents. Um, things like this, right? You can hold a certificate. All you need is three months of like, the wording is funny. It's like, you need three months of being this gender and then an additional three month reflection period. And the thing that like pushes a button for me, cause I've talked about this a lot and it's like the same thing. I don't care what you do, but when it starts to impact younger girls and women, that's where it's for me kind of draws a line. So they also moved the age for doing all this from 18 to 16. So she has a problem with this and she talks about it on Twitter and she says, you know, can't we talk about, we're moving fast, basically I'm paraphrasing, but she's like, what about the negative effects of this? And she doesn't explicitly say this, but there are things that are going on that people like to brush under the rug. And I don't think should, i.e. the negative effects it could have on young girls who jump the gun, right? Um, young girls who change their mind, things like this, you hear about a lot. And it's again, brush under the rug. And while prepping for this episode, I also was like, all right, let me see a view from people on the other side, so to speak. So I read a lot of international women's day pieces by trans activists and all this. And they like, I get it. They say, you know, I identify as a woman and I also face struggles women face, i.e., you know, sexism and, you know, struggles in the workplace, what have you, you know, being catcalled. I don't know what, you know, all these things. And so my issue with this is like, why do we have to lump it all together? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, women can have issues and trans women can have their respective issues, but they don't all have to like mesh and be the same. And it's not that like one takes away from the other, but why can't we acknowledge that they can both exist, but they don't have to exactly be the same. So the first minister of Scotland, who she's the first woman in this role, by the way. And I also want to take a step back and just, I was looking at all this and I'm like, you know, despite the fact, like, regardless of how I feel with about either of these women's views, like I have to say, how, how about that? Like the glass half full, the Harry Potter broomstick mug half full is that look at these two women who are so influential and successful and powerful, you know, in media in government, whatever, like having opposing views and letting their voices be heard. Like either way I I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, that's a pretty cool thing. So how is that for your cherry on top today? People, am I right? Like optimist 101, let's get at it. So that's the other thing too, because the first minister was like, 
listen, what we're doing isn't taking away from your rights as women. We're just, you know, making this process more humane and comfortable and acceptable and easier, like I said, for trans people. So that in and of itself, like I'm not going to go down that whole path, but that in and of itself is again, where it's like, I can acknowledge it doesn't mean giving them rights takes away from women's rights, but I do agree with her in that, like, can't we hold on to what women have fought for all these years and continue to pioneer like police? And can't we like, again, it's like, yes, we can, you know, acknowledge trans women as women, but again, in some regards, there are some differences. We can't just wash everything away or blend them together. So yes, like there are problems, there are great aspects of it, but like some of them may blend together and some may be respective and different and that is okay, people. But no, it's not okay. Because what have you, of course, the woke media crucifies this lady. I'm gonna read you this by um, Jezebel. Okay, so Jezebel did a piece about Tanache's tweet at JK Rowling. So Tanache tweeted yesterday at JK Rowling saying, I'm going to put it up here on the screen, but I think she says like, oh my God, will you just shut up already? Something like that. So Jezebel did a piece picking it up. And this is what I mean about woke orthodoxy. It's like, no one's willing to get into the nuance of it and be like, okay. Like I think Bill Maher said it perfect. He's because he kind of agrees with her in some ways. And he's like, you guys have to be careful with throwing around transphobic. That means I am utterly deeply afraid and horrified and hateful of trans people. And that's not true. Right. And it's like, in this Jezebel article, you guys, they call JK Rowling a transphobe four times, four times in one article. And this is how it ends. Just once I want to enjoy my used DVDs of the Harry Potter without remembering this woman and her idiocy. It's already too embarrassing to keep my original Harry Potter books on my shelves. JK Rowling from one woman to another on this international women's day, please shut the fuck up. Isn't that lovely? What a lovely sentiment on International Women's Day. It's so brutal. It reminds me actually of the whole Dave Chappelle thing and of the trans woman, Daphne, who he talks about, who ends up, you know, who died by suicide. She was so ruthlessly bullied. She was a trans woman, even by people in her own community for not being in line with what they agree with. And it's like, again, we don't know if that's exactly why she ended up, you know, why she died, but- it just goes to show it's like really people like you will go to such lengths it's so bizarre it's like in the face of saving your own even if it hurts your own it's just honestly it's also convoluted and it goes into this whole woke orthodoxy with this it's like did jezebel need to call jk rowling a transphobe four times four times four times and it's like what is wrong with you people it's like okay either because jk rowling also came under fire because of the phrase menstruating persons because she didn't want to refer to it that way or something and it's like okay so either you have to be on board with sayings like menstruating persons or with 16 year olds who can't even you know vote drink go into a war you know be our legal adults like just you know getting their braces off with a driver's permit to forever change their gender. It's like, 
just because you're not on board with that, you're a transphobe. It's like, what is wrong with you? Like, you know what, Jezebel, get a life. So, and it also too, it's like, again, everyone going along, like even like Tanashe, it's like, whatever. It's like, I'm going to support, if you want to tell her to shut the fuck up, you tell her to shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not going to impede on your speech, but it's also like just everyone, it's like the cool thing to feed into this narrative, right? Even the Harry Potter cast, it's like, what is wrong with you guys? Even when they did this whole um, Harry Potter, uh, I can't even believe like I'm talking shit on Harry Potter in any way, shape or form right now, but it's like, they did the whole reunion on HBO and she wasn't included because of all this and no one had her back and it's like you would literally be a nobody you would be a nobody if it wasn't for JK Rowling like you would be a grain of sand you as the girl the mean girl in she's all that said you would be vapor okay but no it's true it's like okay just look at this really quick and then i'm going to move on to um pamela anderson but daniel radcliffe's net worth is 110 million dollars emma watson is 85 millions million and ron weasley's is 50 million and it's like you guys have fortunes like your kids is kids is kids kids is kids will never have to work do you understand the magnitude of that? Like you are so lucky and so blessed. Like you are truly one in a million and you can't even throw a bone to the lady. Like you'd be nothing without her. It's all because of her. And not only did they not include her, but it's like, I think they all came out with statements denouncing her and say they didn't agree with her. So it's all just unnecessary. And my bigger point about this is you would think like the trifecta I said earlier that she would be the woke emblem of feminism. Like I said, breaking the glass ceiling, assault survivor, you know, mental health. And because she has some unpopular views, not only do they kind of like distance themselves, but they have to go out of their way. Like I said, to paint her as a transphobe over and over and over. Unreal. Woke amnesia. See what I mean though? Woke amnesia. And it's also ironic because there was a, I don't know if you guys saw this, but something else that went viral on International Women's Day was this anonymous like bot Twitter account. And it was calling out like iconic calling out all of, if I had an intern, this would be their main like goal in life. Um, calling out all these companies who were like, yay, advocate advocating for International Women's Day. And they were pointing out all of their pay discrepancies. So it was like Goldman Sachs. Yeah. You're over here saying this and how you're going to celebrate, but I actually, the average women in your company make, you know, 36% less than men. So iconic. So, you know, so you have things like this going viral. So like I said, where is the hype for JK Rowling who paved the way for women, you know, in business in creativity in art and culture, money, finances, like paving the way in all these ways, making this huge multi-billion dollar business. Again, back to the vapor. So what's interesting is you, you're seeing this play out and I've, I've been talking a, a little bit about this in my episodes, but it's almost like the reverse with Pam Anderson. So with Pam Anderson, I feel like she was always like versus being the media darling to now the villain. It was almost reverse. So she obviously always like kind of got flack for being like an anti-feminist, making her way in the business by like, objectifying herself and being a sex object and all this, right? So you had that. And then in 2017, she was crucified like a la Jezebel, you know, in the same style. I'm going to read you some headlines to prove my point for what she said about me too. Now, keep in mind, this is what is also so interesting. Pam Anderson is a sexual abuse survivor. I read that she was abused a handful of times between the ages, like before she was 20, very young ages. Okay. 
And again, you would think that they would highlight this. And I noticed the same thing about JK Rowling. Like when you're reading these stories, tearing them up, it's like thrown in, in the, like in the footnotes, it's like, oh, by the way, they're sexual assault survivors themselves. You know, the whole thing me too, are supposed to be about, it's like, they purposely like literally bury it like a Johnny Depp, you know, treasure chest. And it is clown work, like the work of the work of actual bozos. Okay. So Pam Anderson, like knowing all of this, all she's been through, she also was, you know, there was domestic abuse with Tommy Lee. He ended up serving time. So she is a survivor, but yet again, she had some controversial things to say about me too, a few years ago. Okay. So she had said in a few interviews, and I've talked about this before, the idea of common sense, she, when all the Harvey Weinstein stuff and by, and mind you too, like she acknowledged number one, like victims like myself, you, you should never blame yourself. And she says like, she, she kind of illustrates how Harvey Weinstein was a scumbag. Like she tells a story about her interactions with him and all this, but her bigger point is, listen, I was abused. I now in hindsight, know what not to do to ever put myself in that position again. And I kind of I want to arm women with the tools to be on the defensive and to prevent these things from happening. Right. And so she says, you know, things like my mom told me, you know, never to go to a hotel room alone with a man. If you see, you know, this Hollywood exec open the hotel room door in a robe, you should probably go with somebody else, you know, common sense, all these things to not be putting yourselves in bad positions. Again, I want to arm women to be strong and to make good decisions and to not have these things happen. So what have you? And she ended up like doubling down on it too, which I like because she got a lot of shit and she even was like, you know what? I'm Canadian. Now I'm going to speak my mind. And you know what? Shout out to all the Canadians who listen to my show. Cause you guys are the shit. Here's what she said. I'm trying to tell women as a survivor of childhood abuse myself, it is important to be proactive as an adult who knows better in defending themselves. Right. But again, here she is and she was slammed. So here's like a daily beast. I'm going to put up this headline. The daily beast says Pamela Anderson blames Weinstein victims point blank. That's their headline. Okay. And so, and there were many more, you know, just like this. And again, it's like with the woke amnesia. So now we're seeing it play out because it's like, okay, you guys all like literally mocked and crucified her five years ago for her comments on me too. Despite the fact, like, instead of being like, you know what, it isn't so black and white. Like, again, you have to get on this train or else, you know, she is a survivor, but here's how she sees it, you know, cause they're all like, oh, she's victim blaming. She's this, she's that. And you know what? Maybe there is validity in her wanting women to defend and protect themselves. Okay. It's not always like women are so helpless, you know, and I get that it's, you know, not so black and white, but now, and I've talked about this, you're seeing again with the amnesia completely forget. And let, let me bring it back to the beginning. This is nothing like you threatening to throw your boyfriend's shit out the window because you're bored one night and need some entertainment. And the next thing, you know, you are like giving him a lap dance, you know, with Ozark in the background. Like this is not like that. This is like them cherry picking. So now you're seeing them, you know, with the Pam and Tommy series, cause it shows how she was a victim of being exploited, her sex tape being stolen. And like, how horrific and violating and humiliating and traumatizing to have your sex acts that you thought would be private to the whole world. Uh, It's hard to watch even like, it's a really fun series and I'm obsessed with it. And that's the other thing. 
the series finale, which like the audacity, because I feel like it just started drops tonight. So that was another reason I wanted to tie all this in, right? To like celebrate that. But now the media is painting her as she's being exploited. She's a victim. She's all this. And it's like five seconds ago, she was the Me Too antichrist. And now suddenly she's the poster girl for it. Wake up, guys. Like, what is it? Like, set your alarm clock three times over because you guys need to wake up. You're not making sense, right? You're not making sense. So we're seeing this happen over and over again. And it makes me think like, number one, obviously it's inherently problematic, right? Because it's like they choose different, you know, woke initiatives, depending on like what is convenient, they cherry pick, they forget, they don't acknowledge like the whole story of someone's past or some, you know, with these two examples or the nuance of their ideas, right? So it can happen with an individual, but it can also happen with a topic. So an example is right now the whole idea of women in Ukraine getting weapons. And like, I saw there was like Miss Ukraine, you know, Um, you know, a once pageant girl, but like with a gun defending her country. And I see a lot on the internet of people being like, hold on, like the same people who want to give women, you know, weapons and guns and things to defend themselves in Ukraine are the same people who are having a conniption over like the second amendment here in the States and anti-gun and all this and all that. So it's like, which is it? Right. We've seen the same thing happen with me too. And I've talked about it before, but like, first of all, you have people in Hollywood, you know, whether it be E and the what I've talked about in the op-ed I wrote for Huffington Post, how E was all like, yeah, me too. Yet here they are, you know, on the red carpet where me too was first exploding, having, you know, Ryan Seacrest, who was being accused at the time as like their front, you know, the greatest showman, like how awkward. And also, you know, not even acknowledging, you know, talking about it on the red carpet or acknowledging the own problems and pay disparities in their own network. Again, it's like so selective. It's like, oh, it's not convenient. So we're just not going to talk about it right now. Right hypocritical or Andrew Cuomo, same thing. Like me too bullseye yet. No, we're like, we like him politically. So we're just, he doesn't count this time. What what, Harvey Weinstein. Okay. Let's bring more attention to that guy, you know, already rotting in prison as he should, but it's like, again, hypocritical. And my point with this whole thing guys is maybe woke mentality just isn't sustainable because at the end of the day, it's all going to like cross wires it's all going to fall in on itself because how can you possibly, if you're only woke, then only be that or don't, but they choose to be both when it's convenient for them. And in the end, it doesn't make sense because the reality is this just isn't who we are, you know, whether it be the guns, whether it be women, whether it be the JK Rowling's, whether it be the Pam's like we're complex women. We're complex people. These situations are complex. They're not one size fits all. They're not, you know, so black and white. And the problem is when you try to fit like woke orthodoxy into everything, I don't even know if they mean to be hypocritical. And this is my point. It's like, things are always going to contradict. You know what I mean? Pam Anderson may be somebody who survived sexual assault. And by the way, she's coming out with a new uh, documentary on Netflix. And I love this because even to this day, she says, I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor. Like clap and snap for Pam. I love it. But, you know, it's this idea again of like the sinner or the saint, the victim or the hero. Sometimes you can be neither. Sometimes you can be one. Sometimes you can be both, right? You can have Pam Anderson who survived sexual assault yet has, you know, views that ruffle feathers and aren't so, you know, 
clean cut and in the box and politically correct on me too. You have JK Rowling here who did incredible things for women and for, you know, our culture and for kids all around the world. You know, I hear people who say, you know, but what about little trans kids who, you know, want to love Harry Potter and they feel attacked by her. And it's like, well, really dive into what she's saying. She's not attacking them, right? It's that idea. And it's like, right. So this idea of like someone like a JK Rowling, like I said, who's done amazing things, yet she has some controversial views. This is who we are as people. We are complex. It is not going to make goddamn sense to like try. I double Dutch dog dare you try to have woke orthodoxy for every single thing that ever happened. It actually is impossible. It's not possible because at one point or another, something's going to contradict. Something's going to have amnesia. Something is going to wash the other one away. Something is going to be hypocritical. So that's why I don't even know if they mean to do it, but it just highlights the very thing that it's just not sustainable and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't reflect how we operate, how we are, and how we think in the real world. So go ahead, ladies, go ahead and stir some shit up with your boyfriend and then love on him two seconds later if it's going to be what entertains you, you know, tonight or this weekend or next week. But if you do remember one thing, let it be this.